Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith, a weekly podcast celebrating faith, family, and wrestling. And now, here's your host, Casey Cage. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I am your host, Casey Cage. Today's episode is going to be a continuation of the conversation that I was having last week with Big Henry Haas. But this episode is going to be a little less about wrestling and a little more on the personal side. So I hope you'll enjoy. So it's funny that you mentioned that because something that was really on my heart yesterday was Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. She was talking about fear, anxiety, and stuff like that. And that's one of the areas that uh, the enemy attacks. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you talk about doing devotions. Uh, you know, your your devotional time, your time of getting in the presence of the Lord... Uh, the enemy attacks mm-hmm. always, whether it's a you get a text message, a phone call, or you know something, a million things running through your mind. Yeah. There's there's all kinds of things, and anybody who has been a Christian for any amount of time, they are probably going to back me up on this. Yes, this is probably the area where the enemy attacks more than any other. Yes. Is trying to take your focus off of Jesus. Yeah. And uh but with that verse, you know, he starts out saying, Be anxious for nothing mm-hmm. by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. So he's saying, Don't be anxious, take your cares to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Be you know, uh go to the Lord. Spend that time with the Lord and then the peace of God, mm-hmm. which surpasses all understanding, yes. will guard our hearts and minds. Exactly. Okay? Yes. But for us to not, uh, for us to not have that time, mm-hmm. then it's much easier for the enemy to come in and overwhelm us, stress us out, yep. cause fear, cause anxiety. Exactly. And there's a such thing too as <clears throat> when one wants to put so much on their self that they turn around and they absolutely lose focus of what should be important. Number one, and I've seen it happen so many times. I, I've, I've been guilty of myself where I would be so, I'd have so much going on that used to, that all it takes is five minutes or 10 minutes a day to give, just, you know, talk to God and I, I would get so wrapped up in things that I was just absolutely just down. I was like, I'll do it later. Until yeah. it gets to the point <clears throat> where you don't even think about doing it no more. Right. That you're so focused on your own personal goals that you forget about God. And I'm not saying that everybody does it, but a lot of people do do it. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, now I download this Bible app on my phone. And when I hear that certain bell go off on my phone, your verse I, of the day, my verse of the day, <laughs> I know it's time to give stop what I'm doing, give my five minutes to God for that day and night, so that He knows that I'm devoted to Him 
for that time to give him because he at least deserves that. Mm-hmm. And and so and things have I mean, what I had done two over two months ago is nothing. They said was nothing short but miraculous because I my whole entire left shoulder was completely disassembled. Yeah, all everything was torn in my shoulder. The my uh, therapist had told me he said you have eleven anchors in your shoulder, and he said, and at the pace you're at right now is unheard of. Hmm. He said for you, you've only you, you've been in therapy since the third week of January. Here it is, the middle of March, and he says you're almost back to full range on the most important motions that need to be uh you need your arm used for and i said well right here's what i do i said i left every bit of this finances everything i said god here it's yours yeah i'm not going to worry about it but give me the strength and dedication every day to go into therapy and make me push my give my all and, and give my hardest to make sure that I can get my shoulder back to 100%. And my surgeon told me before I did the surgery, he said, you will probably be at 85% max of use of your shoulder. And as of as of uh, Wednesday, I was at full range, active range, 108, at 180, doing my arm over my head. And I'm at 80 and out of uh, what they call a front row is where you put your elbow down and you got to lay your forearm or your arm all the way back. Mm-hmm. And your range is 85 and I'm at 82 right now. Praise the Lord for that. And so, and it's like I, and that's what I told my, that's what I told my therapist. I told him, I said, it, I, it ain't me. I said, I asked God to, to heal my shoulder to where I can get it back to normal. And I said, because of that, and my faith in him uh, is, is the reason why I'm at where I'm at. And just like uh, the other morning, of course, you know, I'm, I know a lot of people don't like Snapchat, but I like, you know, I like Snapchat to do stories. And I took I put a picture of where I was going to physical therapy at. And I said, though I say to you, whoever has the faith of a mustard seed can move mountains and oceans. That's another one of my favorite verses. And, mm-hmm. and then I put hashtag time to conquer. So, yeah, and I would get down at times because, you know, I was planning on going back to the gym, getting back in shape, and then this happened, and it just set me back another six months. But, however, had it not would have happened, I still would have had the uh, bitterness, the anger, and the hostility feelings I had about being where I was at, where I used to be, but I was able for those two months to sit there at my parents' house and everything that happened that because you know what I went through. Mm-hmm. You you was there with me and Rivers and a lot of people were y'all were my you know I mean y'all were y'all were my safe haven, you know. Y'all helped me go through all that struggle that I went through with my uh, when I got went through my divorce with the girl's mom and uh I mean, not not say nothing bad happened between we just went our separate ways. Right. <clears throat> it was just a fact of not being uh, that full time dad. I mean, I was still a full time dad, but you know how it was when my kids were stuck to my hips. 
the wrestling shows, everything. They were there with me. Yeah. And uh, for them not to be there, any, not to be there anymore, was just it was crushing mm-hmm. more than anything. But again, and every day, and I resorted to alcohol. I was drinking every single day until I finally I just said I've had enough. I can't live like this. And I looked myself in the mirror and I said I did everything I could to make this work and try to fix it. Everything. Stop blaming yourself. Mm. Stop blaming yourself. You did everything you could do. Maybe it wasn't meant. Maybe God saw something that was going on that he didn't like. He's like, you know what? This man don't deserve this or or she don't deserve this and they need to go this way. I'm going to put her on this path, put him on this path and let them, you know, they don't, it's toxic. It needs, you know, it don't, and it, it was hurting the kids more than anything. Yeah. And, it, and it bothered the kids for a while. And believe me, I, I did a lot of praying, did a lot of crying. And, and, uh, but, and at that time I knew what my fix was and that was being in the wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. That was my safe haven. That was my world. That was honestly my church. <clears throat> and I know it may kind, of, may kind of sound selfish, but God knew where I needed to be. Yes, I was in a locker room full of guys that did everything uh, in the world, mm-hmm. worldly. But to me, that was my peace. Just for those 15, 20, 30 minutes, matches and the, the crowds and everything, that was my peace at the time. And, and then, but... Uh, Every day I ask God to give me strength to help me put one foot in front of the other instead of staying in the same spot because really that's how you're going to ever overcome anything. Right. You've got to put one foot in front of the other and uh, make sure that you always have God in your heart. And uh, that's that's what helped me get through everything that I went through. And uh, oh, You always want to be moving forward yes, with the Lord. Always. Always. Uh, you know, the the thing, you know, the, the Old Testament uh, compares, it, you know, it uses the, the phrase, I think it's in Hosea, it says, my people are like a backsliding heifer. Mm-hmm. They, you know, you've, you've tried to pull a cow or a horse, you know, try to load them in a trailer or something, and if they don't want to go, they ain't going to go. Nope. You know, they're, they're bigger, they're heavier, they just say, you know, hey, I, I'm, I'm bigger here. Uh, and they just stand still. And so the word backsliding, a lot of times we think, oh, well, he's went back into the world. He's, you know, he's bar hopping. He's, he's uh, you know, messing around and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But actually those are just actions yeah. uh, that are, those are just actions that are connected to already having backslid in your heart. Yeah. And when... When somebody, uh, when somebody backslides, it's not necessarily just when they go back to the bar or whatever, but you backslide when you refuse to move forward. Yes. So when you refuse, you know, the Lord, like we were talking about with, uh, you know, having, having that time with the Lord to grow and to get in the Word and, and to get in the presence of the Lord when you refuse that when you push it to the side when you say oh well i'll do that i'll do it later you know i'll do it later uh, and we keep making excuses and we've all been there mm-hmm. but when you keep when you keep doing that 
and the Lord's tugging at you, pulling you, wanting you to move forward in your relationship with him, you know, but you're standing still. Mm. If you're just standing still, that's still in the Lord's eyes considered backsliding. Yeah, I, be, I believe that too. But it's and it's also good that to know that the, the example they give, you know, you you're alive. You're you're on a boat out in the, in, in the sea, and there's you know there's a storm. You're mm-hmm. lying, and that's your life, the storm. And you're out in the boat, and the waves are rocking, and you're going you're about to capsize. But always know that you can see that lighthouse standing right on the edge of the that sea. Yeah, and that's him saying, "Come to me. This right. is your safe haven." And uh, it, it's it's amazing. I mean, I, I've lived a t- topsy turvy life in, in, in some parts of my life, but I always come back to that lighthouse. Yeah. And uh, right now, that's where I'm at. So I mean, uh, so regardless whatever situation or whatever's going on in my life, I know, and I know that he he'll he'll make it right. And uh as long as you stay true to his word and you stay devoted and dedicated to him, he's gonna take care of you. Mm-hmm. Even in the times we're living in now. And and it's it's like my daughter my oldest daughter, she went through she went through a, a real, real bad rough road from the time she was sixteen till she was twenty one. And you know she she had a she had a mental breakdown at nineteen. Hmm. Uh, she got into the wrong crowd, and uh, and you know there'd be times she would call and she would talk to me, and I'd say I'd say little britches. I said, listen, I was like I've preached this to you for years, for years. Everything's in your head. That's what Satan's wanting to throw at you with mm-hmm. fear. Uh, <clears throat> With fear of, of relationships or or, or or you know your own mental health awareness or, or whatever it is you're going through, I was like, do you not understand what I've tried to tell you time after time again? I was like, you have a loving heavenly Father that created everything. He created you. He made you. He grew. He he developed you. He he. Uh, he let you grow up to be a young, a beautiful young lady. I was like, what I'm trying to say is, is God made you. Mm-hmm. He is the potter. You are the clay. He can shape and form you any way he wants to. Everything you're going through, I said, lay at his feet, honey. Yeah. Lay at his feet. Let him have it. That's a lot of times our problem, though. Exactly. We want to we try to make... We want to try to take care of everything ourselves. Right. Let him. That's what he's there for. That's what he says. Come to me with all your burdens. Yep. And I will and I will uh, God, I'll give you rest. Give you rest. Yeah. Peace of mind. That and that's the problem because so many things are going through people's minds. Oh God, I got to do this. I got to do that. If I can't get this done, or 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 what if I you know. I just got out of a bad relationship, and I'm afraid to get into another one. Let God, if you if you call on God, and He lays it at your feet, mm-hmm. you got one or two things. You're going to either embrace it, because if God's going to bless you something with something, you need to embrace it. And if you, if He sees that you're not, 
then he's easily going to deter it away from you. Mm-hmm. Because he will have somebody else or something or he'll put that person or what have you in their path to show that, hey, this person will take care of you. But I always told, and I've told both my girls this, there's nothing too big that God cannot do. He made you. He break you. He will, he will break you from your bad habits. He will convict your heart. He will convict mm-hmm. your soul to say, this is enough. Yeah. I need you back here with me. Now, that's the same thing as us earthly parents discipline our children. Exactly. Spare the rod, you spoil the child. That's right. And it's the same as hating your child. If you don't discipline your child, you hate them. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, and it's sad nowadays that you can't discipline your child because they consider it child abuse. Mm-hmm. Well, I call it discipline. Right. <clears throat> Back in my day, they didn't know there wasn't no such thing as child abuse. It was called you know, uh, getting respect put back into you. Yeah. Same way God does it. And that's why I think this country is on is hell in a handbasket. Because yeah. they've absolutely turned their eyes, they've turned their back and hearts away from God. And it's more like, uh, as we mentioned about, if, if, if it's a feel-good, do-it thing. Yeah. As we talked about earlier tonight. And uh, <clears throat> so... So to any listener out there, and I'm telling you from experience in my own life, I've been through hell with my own personal uh, issues in life. But I did walk out of hell with a smile on my face because I know I know my father was there and walked me right through it. Mm-hmm. He's he's like he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's always there. So many times we try to run from him, but mm-hmm. and and that always causes us more problems. Yeah, you it know, does. when we try to run from God, it always causes us more problems than if we would just, if you know, we were talking about David, if we would just always learn to be like David was, and when we mess up. We run to God, not away from. Um, But, you know, one thing that I know has been big for me uh, in the last several years, okay, so my wrestling persona, Mm -hmm. uh, I was always the tough guy. Mm -hmm. I was always big and bad and, uh, you know, even had a reputation for a while of, you know, stretching people and roughing people up and all that good stuff that I used to take pride in. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but one thing that Jesus did for me, and I'm not ashamed to say it, is he took me from being this big, self-centered, prideful, tough guy mm-hmm. to being a tender and loving and caring person, you know. And so many times we, especially as men, uh, we want to try to be tough guys mm-hmm. instead of instead of realizing um, Jesus has did it for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to take everything into our own hands. We don't have to put on this show 
and try to do things to boost our ego and and make everybody think that we're tough or make everybody think that we're some big big somebody special you know um i used to enjoy that i used to enjoy trying to intimidate people uh but man who the lord has turned me into now Mm -hmm. i wouldn't trade for anything in the world no absolutely i yeah i've never had as you mentioned the As you mentioned, I, I've always tried to show. I always did my best to show respect to the boys in the back, even with the the up and comers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember one time I was doing a show, and I was actually working Josh Frost, and uh, I was doing doing uh, had my rubber band, and I was getting, trying to get the pump on my arms and. Josh came over and he he was look he was nervous. I said, "Just relax, kid." I said, "Just follow my follow my lead in the ring. You'll be fine." I was like, "Don't worry." And uh, same thing with Rivers. And I first worked Rivers. We was in Dayton. He had on this uh, butcher outfit. And if you stuck him right in the middle of a stack of wood, he, he'd be the fire. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, I just I told him same thing. I said just just work with me and just listen to me and you'll be fine. And uh, I, I I never, now nah, I can't recall one time that a guy botched a spot in the uh, in a match and I, I did go loose on him. Uh, matter of fact, he he walked away from the ring. But I told him, don't do this, mm-hmm. don't do this. But he did, so he got his receipt. Yeah. And but I don't want to. And uh, met him. I met him again, like fourteen years later, and he he said, "You know what?" He said, "I, I just want to say thank you for what you did." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" He said, "You know the guy you beat up in the old elementary school up in La Follette?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "That was me." <laughs> he said, "I." He said, "From that from that day on, he said I quit." He said, "But I come back, but instead of I was actually I started." listening and I wasn't afraid to work right and he said that really opened my eyes after you did that and it's like I really deserved it I was like well I felt bad about doing it but at that time you know we're doing tv tapings and you bought your spot and you know and I said it didn't make you look bad it made me look bad as well it made us all look bad and so you know I said, if anybody I would have done that to would have done that to me. Uh, uh, I probably would have got the same thing. Yeah. But. It's funny. I, you know, that is one of the things that the Lord used to get me uh, where he needed me to be. Um. You know, I, I took pride in intimidating and, and beating people up. And then, you know, that one that one instance, uh, all the other times before, it never, never meant anything to me. It didn't bother me at all. But then something about that last time. And, you know, I can look back now and see how the Lord was just putting all the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. You know, but... 
something about that time um, in 2012 that, you know, the Lord used what I loved. You know, I've said it before. I loved and I worshipped wrestling. Yes, uh, I know you did. Wrestling had become my God, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and the Lord so many times had tried to draw me to him, but I I would never, I would never. Break that step forward. I would never go, yeah. And then so he used what I loved and. He turned it on. Yeah. And and so you know he got my attention, and I'm I'm glad that he did. Uh, you know we we go through life and we we do things and we have things happen, and we don't always understand them, and you know we might have regrets, um, but everything that has happened in my life, and. It's made me who I am today, mm-hmm. you know, and I can look, I can look back and and when I'm sharing my story, when I'm sharing my testimony, um, I can see that all the pieces fit together and and God had that plan. Mm-hmm. He could, well, well, he can he can do it in the snap of his fingers, or it could take years. Mm-hmm. But everything he does, he does for a purpose and he does for a reason. And uh, even when something doesn't work out, and this opened my eyes on past few things in my recent past, things will work out better, I believe, if you involve God more. Definitely. And instead of just going on your own whim about it, you pray about it. And then you ask God's favor for it. Now, like I said earlier, if you pray about something and God lays it at your feet, you can do one of two things. You can thank him, and you can cherish what he put in front of you. And if you're unappreciative of it, then he'll definitely take it away from you. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's not just going to turn around and say, well, I just gave this to you and you're going it's like a slap in my face, and then you know I'm gonna take this away. So and there's so many who want to, they want to live their own lives. We've both been there. Yeah. They want to live their own lives, but as soon as something bad happens, oh they God! Want to, oh God, help! Oh God, help me! You know, you you see it all the time, and I'm not trying to be mean to to anybody, but you see it all the time on social media. Oh, I know. You know, you got people who. They, they've got a filthy mouth. They're posting dirty jokes and all this other stuff. And then, the moment that they get a bad report from the doctor, or uh, their marriage is falling apart, or they lose their job, or whatever the situation, you know, oh everybody, please pray for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, I pray for them. Yeah. But I don't necessarily pray for whatever their situation is, I pray for their heart to get right with Jesus. Right. You know, we we shouldn't ever, and like I said, we've all been there, but it's no excuse to stay there. We should never treat uh, God like a, 
a genie. No. You know, we want to rub the lamp and let him come out and grant us three wishes, and then when everything's going good, put him back in there and put him on the shelf. But I've always believed this, whether it's a good day, bad day, crazy day, hectic day, you need to thank him mm-hmm. every day. Thank him for the blessings because it could be a test of you having a crazy day at work. It could show, it could set you up for a future position down the line and your bosses take notice. Hey, this guy had a crazy situation, but he hounded it. He was calm about it. He went throwing a fit about it. That shows integrity, and that shows that in a crazy situation, he's one, he he handled it like a professional. Right. And, you know, and a lot of times when you're in those positions, and I've had a lot of those positions at work, and, and uh, just like Monday night at work, it was just, it was utter chaos from the time we started to the time we went home it was it was chaos but you know a little bit of gritting your teeth and breathing hard and wanting to take apart and throw it through a wall (laughs) (laughs) you know uh you know you just just kept fighting kept grinding we can do this we can get it done and you know we got it done everything went back to normal you know when day shift come in and so uh, so it's just uh, so it's just uh, people just need to just uh, how am I trying to say this your reaction yeah, you, means something yeah the that, witness that you're sharing with other people that is exactly you, know, you could be in tough situations and and something happened but the way you react you're either going to point people to jesus or you're going to point them the other way exactly <laughs> and uh you know i actually work with a guy that's muslim hmm. but he's one of the nicest men i ever met in my life life but he'll sit down and when i talk when i we have conversations or i post something about god on facebook he likes it hmm. because he's he he also he believes in God, but he he's also but he believes in I I don't know which who he Allah he yeah. prays to Allah, but he also believes that there is a God mm-hmm. too. It's just uh, but well the more you're the more you're around him and sharing the positive witness you know yeah I mean he's got a genuine heart. Uh, uh, matter of fact, uh, right after I had my shoulder surgery he was one of the first people from work to call me or send me a message to check on me yeah. and, and uh, we he's an outstanding man and a very devoted husband to his wife and <clears throat> just he's just a simple all around good guy good guy and uh, you know he's never judged uh, never belittled God mm-hmm. you know and, uh, and, and I had to respect him for that right even, even though he don't he believes in a different God, but I respect him and and I have to respect his belief in Allah just like he respects my belief in God. Well, if but, we go around beating people, yeah, uh, and you know, just because people believe differently than we do, uh, you know, even the Bible, John fourteen six, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Yeah. You know, and 
at the core of our Christian faith, that's it. Jesus is the only way. Uh, but we can't go out and just uh, bashing people. bash people because they believe different. Yeah. How How is that showing love? How is that ever... How would that ever make them want what we have? Exactly. You know. You can't be a hypocrite. And that's another thing I think is wrong. People are so hypocritical nowadays. Instead of sitting down and actually talking to them in a, in a calm manner and showing them proof, they're automatically going up to them and say, you're going to hell. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can sit there and tell you that. And I said, this right here in this says it here, here, and here. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to approach people. You can approach them in a loving manner, or you can approach them in the, I'm going to thump this over your head manner. Right. And that's what's driving a lot of people away. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and another good thing is you live, you live your life by example, what people see out in the world. Yeah. And that's another way. And, uh, and I, I'm as... You've known how you've known me for, college, just about your whole life, mm-hmm. and, and you. Had, I don't think there was time you had ever seen me ever blow off on anybody. Maybe a couple times when they really upset me, but but uh, you know I've always under in, in any circumstances that I've ever been in my life, I've always tried to handle it. I've asked God to ever, always give me peace and calmness in a situation unless there is a time where I have to do what I have to do or, or anybody does in that manner. <clears throat> now I'm not a man of violence, but if I had to, you know, take the gloves off or, you know, pull my guns out for, for a specific reason, then it, that's on a whole different page. If it's got to do with people, uh, like family or, or Friends are like family to me, or my kids, or especially my granddaughter. And <laughs> uh, you know, if I got, if I have to bring out guns blazing, I'll, I'll, I'll do it in a heartbeat. And does that make me a hypocrite as a Christian? No, it don't. Because it's, and also says you are a protector of your family, mm-hmm. and I will do that at any cost. I don't don't care if it's male, female, beast, whatever. Somebody's going to try to hurt my family. It's it's game on. Yeah, I will definitely smile in my mugshot over that. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap this one up. But it's been a good conversation. It's a conversation that I didn't know we was going to get on. But yeah, I'm glad that we did. Me too, bro. I enjoyed it. You've been listening to Wrestling for the Faith with Casey Cage. We encourage you to subscribe and leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.